Hey guys, it's Dave Chang here, host of The Dave Chang Show. You might hear me on with Chris Yang, Noel Cornelio, and a host of other guests. We've been on air for quite some time now, and it's changed over the years. But one of the things we always try to talk about is what's delicious, how to be a better eater. And you might hear me rambling incoherently, contradicting myself every five minutes. We talk about some sports and culture and all kinds of other things, too. I think we're the, the most expert opinions you'll ever hear about anything. Check us out if you haven't before on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Recipe Club, where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. My name is Chris Yang, and on today's episode, we're turning wine into margaritas. This week's recipe comes from Canadian Nikita Claver, who has brought us her Mexican spin on the Spanish wine punch known as sangria. Sangria, of course, means bloodletting, and it dates back centuries to the Middle Ages, when people would fortify crappy wine with fruit and other additions to make it stronger and more palatable. It survives today in America primarily as a way for college kids to fortify crappy wine with fruit and other additions to make it stronger and more palatable. Of course, that's not always the case. I'm sure there is great sangria out there. I'm just saying, when you don't know anything about wine and nobody around you does either, sangria is a lifesaver. But what do you do when you reach that inevitable age when you are expected to know something about wine? Say you're at a restaurant and the task of choosing a wine has been passed over and declined by everyone at the table except for you. When I go to a restaurant and I'm presented with the wine list, here's what I do. I go wherever the table wants me to go. If everybody wants bubbles, fantastic. Bubbles are the easiest because there's always some recognizable producer on the champagne and sparkling list. Everything else gets much trickier. So as I'm browsing, I start running through the cliches I know about wine. Someone once said, some of the best wines on earth are Rieslings, but bad ones are terrible and cloying. So I think I better not even try. I know I love Chardonnay from Burgundy. And people tell me that California Chardonnays are overly oaky and they taste like movie theater butter. Ugh. Jura wine is oxidative and tastes like sherry. Georgian wines are cool. And in Sideways, Paul Giamatti hated Merlot. And he seemed to know what he was talking about. This is the wine knowledge that has stuck around for me. So as I scan for wineries I know and I find a bottle, I start tracing my finger from the bottle over to the price to see if I can afford it. Usually no, but if I can, great, then I order that. Because what's better than ordering something you've already had before? Way to broaden your horizons, Chris, you dummy. But I have to choose something because people are counting on me. And now I'm getting angry at them for putting me in this position. Screw these people. I don't even want to be here my wife made me come to this dinner. I didn't want to choose a wine. I hate this. So my eyes start wandering around the page, wandering away from the wine list over to the cocktail menu. Oh, look at that. They have sangria. Great. We should order a pitcher of sangria. This is who I am. I am a sangria guy. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Today's recipe submitter, Nikita, seems totally happy. She came up with this recipe for margarita sangrias when she was going to a party with people that she didn't really know. And as we're about to hear, she had a hell of a time. After we check in with Nikita, stick around to hear how Dave Chang, Rachel Kong, and myself survived this cocktail. Then try it out for yourself. Let us know how it goes by joining the Major Domo Media Discord server or sending an email to the fixer at majordomomedia.com. And while you're at it, let us know how you all approach wine ordering. I'm desperate to know if I'm the only person completely lost out there. Unless you're some kind of self-taught wine guru, in which case, don't write in. Just keep it to yourself. Oh, and when you're done listening today, head on over to the Major Domo Media YouTube page to see video of all the margarita-fueled carnage. Nikita, what did you just tell me you had for breakfast? I said I had Subway, unfortunately. (laughs) And so, first of all, what did you have and why was it unfortunate that you had this for breakfast? Oh, I had the, um, what's it, the cold cut special or whatever they call it. Um, And it's unfortunate because I am really close to a really good sub place, (laughs) but I was trying to go cheap today. Uh, (laughs) But you did like, did you have... (laughs) Because Subway makes like breakfast stuff. You never, you didn't offer the breakfast stuff. You went for the the cold cut. So. Oh no. Yeah. See, I think that was a smart. No, move. I would not. I don't think I'd have the egg at Subway ever, personally. <laughs> All right. So now, now we've established you're a person of of great taste, and uh, you understand how the world works. What is up with this mar- margarita sangria? Where did this recipe come from? I was um, trying out some sangrias, and it seemed to me that it was basically just like wine mixed with some kind of liquor and you put fruit in it um and i wanted to do a tequila one so kind of (laughs) just put it together uh okay so when you wrote in you said the last time you brought this to a potluck everybody blacked out paint me a picture for this for this potluck what what's what was the last (laughs) time you made this for people I made a double batch and i brought it to a potluck that had maybe i want to say like six seven people And I didn't know anyone at the potluck very well. Uh, So brought this and like everyone started drinking it. And within 20 minutes, we were all skinny dipping in a pool in broad daylight. Like it was ridiculous. And I felt kind of like awkward about it because these people, like I don't know them super well, but they're a lot more uh, reserved than I am. So all I remember is that after about like 10 minutes of swimming, I was like, I should probably get out of here before they blame me for all of this. Um, Oh my God. Then I started to walk home. And next thing I remember, uh, it was the morning. (laughs) Don't know how I got home. Uh, And they just texted the two people who invited me, texted me just like, that was strong. That was a strong sangria. <laughs> uh, I, I I love that you brought sangria over to a potluck. Everybody drank it, went skinny dipping, and you said you just felt a little awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to be blamed for everything. <laughs> um, what's this supposed to be like when you taste it? Um, It's supposed to taste not too sweet and... It shouldn't taste as strong as it is. I find that's kind of the magic thing about it. It like really goes down smooth. And then after a glass and you stand up, you realize like, oh, this is strong. You know, <laughs> Yeah, I made mine a couple of nights ago and uh, I didn't yeah. pause between the first, second or third glasses. And they're pretty strong. I got to tell you, yeah. it's, it's it's no joke. <laughs> uh, would you consider yourself to be like a wine person? I am a wine enjoyer, very much so. I don't know a lot about wine, but, uh, you know, there's a lot to know. <laughs> um, okay. And then just tell me a little bit about yourself. Where where are you? Where do you live? Uh, where was this potluck? Is it the same place that you are now? Uh, I live in Toronto. I'm from Toronto. But this potluck happened when I was going to school in Peterborough, which is like a small town, a couple hours outside of the city. I live in here now. I uh, work in a family-owned weed dispensary, and I'm kind of starting up a side gig, uh, running my own little catering company lately. So that's going nicely. So the in Peterborough is where this this infamous potluck sangria took place. Is the uh, <laughs> is sangria like much of a thing in Canada? Is this like a, a regular drink? Did you like what what called out to you to submit this recipe? I feel like it's sort of just a very much a drink that people in like their early 20s are going to go for. You know, it's really sweet. Um, 
feels like you're doing something fancy, but you really aren't, you know, all the ingredients are affordable. Like you can get the cheapest wine, you can get like the cheapest liquor for it. Who, who do you think are better drinkers, Americans or Canadians? I think Canadians for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Last question for Rachel and Dave and myself, any pitfalls, anything to look out for in this recipe? It's pretty straightforward. Your, your, your steps are one, you have one step, but is there anything we should be aware of? Not really. Um, the only thing is that sometimes, depending if I'm making it for a potluck, I'll leave out the cilantro just because you always have those people who don't love cilantro, and I'll just bring it on the side, sort of thing. Oh, this was a, I, this is I forgot about the cilantro. I completely forgot about the cilantro. What what, what <laughs> yeah. was the inspiration? What's the inspiration for putting a little cilantro in there? And then what you just like throw a few sprigs in? Just sort of seem to go together nicely. Plus, it looks nice in a glass. Um, okay truly last question do you still do you still hang out with those people from the original what margarita sangria potluck that you blacked out and sent into a pool and left behind (laughs) no they didn't talk to me much after that honestly so (laughs) (laughs) all right so this is this is the drink this is the drink to uh make and lose friends at the same time guys yes (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, welcome back to an episode, another episode of Recipe Club, where I'm back. I'm so happy for this one today. This one was, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna say it. Good chance, high, 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 high probability, the greatest recipe that's ever been <laughs> made on this show, and it's in the pantheon of the greatest recipes I've ever actually made in my life. So I just wanted to, you know, I I, I know it's gonna be hard to over deliver on that, but I think that we will. We are here to debate the best way to cook, the things you want to eat, or in this episode, how to drink today. Chris Ying, myself, Rachel Kong is back. She's the defending champion, all things for cocktail hour. Chris, have I missed anything? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, welcome back. Rachel, last summer when we were doing Recipe Club, you, you returned from a, um, what are these called again? Little writing artist residencies right they just you know give you some space in a, a nice place usually for a few weeks and you can focus on your thing that you're working on so yeah i did a lot of writing in wyoming beautiful wyoming they give you a space they don't give me or dave a nice space <laughs> to go and work on our thing let's, i'm sure there's be, a residency out there that would happily happily welcome you both do you want to you want to be together <laughs> yeah, put put me and Dave in a space and just see if we can survive. That's a, that's a creative thing. Uh, last year, okay, so this this time was in Wyoming. I, I want, I, you know, I'm super curious about these things. What did wait, you wait, what last did you year? Eat? He, she was in what North Dakota, uh, Washington, Washington. Yeah. Oh, and before you left, Dave said you're gonna see some cool racist stuff when you're in Wyoming. <laughs> did that, did oh, that come true? I did. Yeah, but oh, I was no. pretty, I was pretty, I, I didn't see that many people in general, but when I did see some people, there were a lot of intense bumper stickers, but there were also very, very wonderful people in Wyoming and mostly a lot of cows. Like I just saw a lot of cows and they were all beef cows. So I, you know, just like looked them in the eye and apologized for all I had done. I thought you were going to be like, I didn't see a lot of people in Wyoming, but when I did, they were, they white. were racist. <laughs> Did you eat anything good in Wyoming? I mean, this was one of those residencies where you have to like provide your own food. So I I cooked a lot. What was your grocery store of choice? Wow. Well, there was Walmart and there was Albertsons. And those are my choices. Albertsons, so good. I love Albertsons is just a tremendous place. Yeah. So it was Albertsons all the way. We Mm. did one week at Walmart and yeah. Their organic line, their own in-house Albertson line, big thumbs up. I'm a big fan of the. Yeah, Al- I think it's Albertsons the same as Safeway. Not to go on this grocery store tangent, but don't they share a, a generic, you know, uh, food? Uh, I think Albertsons thing? is one of the largest employers in the world. Uh, if you take all of its subsidiary brands together, yes, probably a good chance. Oh. Safeway is a banner of Albertsons. It sounds like, and soon to be a sponsor of restaurants. <laughs> they do. No, Dave. They do have really cute packaging, actually. Mm. Did you get some of the pre-made food? Did you get the JoJo's and the fried chicken tenders? I did you not. You tell me. Oh no. My God. No. I didn't even know about this. What is a JoJo? Oh, my God. I just what's, so... what's a JoJo? I didn't, it's like I didn't know what to... I didn't what's know. What's a JoJo? Yeah. 
You're telling me you went to Albertsons for a whole month, basically, and never got their fried chicken meal or anything fried chicken there. I don't know that I saw that. Oh, my God. I mean... <laughs> I don't know that I saw that. Dave is, Dave is submitting a formal review of your membership in the <laughs> recipe club. <laughs> I mean, basically I everything, every, everything you could have written a magnum opus, but it's now invalid. Everything you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I would have happily eaten the fried chicken. I just, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that I, I saw it. I didn't smell it. So did, did it even, did it even exist? If the chicken is fried and nobody smells it. And nobody it, smells it. it. Yeah. You're, I, I just, I have a hard time believing. I'm a big fan of their fried chicken and their JoJo's and so good. JoJo's are basically steak fries, but oh. it's its own other genre of, of a fried potato. Let me ask you an extremely coastal elitist question. Dave, you've shopped. People are going to be so mad. No, 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 no. It's it, you, you've shopped in Albertsons in LA. You've shopped in Albertsons in Wyoming, presumably, right, Dave? Like when you're out there fishing, is it basically the same? No, off no. The Albertsons. Okay. Albertsons in Jackson Hole is, I think, the highest grossing Albertsons out of all the Albertsons <laughs> in the world. And I, that, I think wait, that's wait, actually that true, one hundred percent. What you don't understand. It's not just Albertsons. When you get to this part, Idaho, Wyoming, and you go to a supermarket, and I can't remember the names. A lot of them are, or a lot of these stores are one or two locations tops. They are legitimate superstores. Hmm. Was this one you went to, no. Rachel, massive, or was it tiny? This was not Jackson Hole. This was Sheridan, Wyoming. So it was a really small one. I feel like we need to fact check this. I don't know if they had chicken, to be honest, because the Jackson Hole one. I mean, Jackson Hole is much fancier than Sheridan. I will say that. Yeah, <laughs> so you didn't, yours it was did, not a Jackson superstore. Jackson did uh, vote for Biden as a, as a whole. Collective. That's, and that's, and Wyoming as a state, like is the top state that, that voted for Trump. So <laughs> like of all the states, Wyoming's number one. <laughs> did you meet any single person that listened to Recipe Club in Wyoming? Do you think? And did oh. they know anything about the Cajun meatloaf? Did anybody talk to you about Cajun meatloaf? It, it this might be a surprise, but it just never came up. Recipe Club never, never came up. I'm shocked. Frankly, I'm shocked that you weren't just stopped a, in the streets of that's Sheridan. Just a, that's just a failure. <laughs> by portions. I know people need to rate us more five stars, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, well, well played. Always blame the other person. <laughs> Speaking of Cajun meatloaf, we should, we should follow up on, on the last episode that Rachel was on of quite a few Quite a few Discorders seem to have made this one. Uh, at Kuma, <laughs> did something kind of wild. I don't. I didn't feel great about this when I read this, but he or she or they added not just evaporated milk to their meatloaf, as Mr. Prudhomme recommends, but also condensed milk. <gasps> not not what a bad the idea. Fuck? I don't think Wait, that's a bad idea that, at all. Was that really? an accident or was that no, on purpose? They added both to get like a creamy, glazy texture or something you think it's a good idea dave no I, I oftentimes add some sweetness to my meatloaf or any meat farce so in the in the idea that condensed milk was added to balance out again if you're going to add kind of acidity again just enough where you balance everything out the condensed milk has the sweetness intense sweetness where it could have balanced a lot of those things out but if it was a sweet meatloaf that is an abuelo that's <laughs> i mean condensed milk is quite sweet so what did this person say? Let me let me let me look. It's the only yeah. reason to eat shaved ice. Speak yeah, it truly is. Otherwise, it's literally just ice. <laughs> How does one make condensed milk? What do you think? Oh my gosh, Rachel! Going back to our tube conversation, Polenta. How 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 does one? Yeah. Do you think even on is the process think, similar to industrial versus what you do at home? Can a home you cook like, actually make condensed milk? You condense the cow. And then the milk that comes out is like it's super. It's baby cows, little yeah. switched up cows. Who don't, uh, how do they make know. that? I have no idea. It's kind of thick, so. Hey, can I get can is I, stuff added to it? Okay, so I, okay, I just Chris go, quick, quick Google. Some. Mix sugar and milk. Mix no. together whole milk and sugar in a medium saucepan. Boil the mixture. Place saucepan over medium heat. Bring to a boil. Reduce heat to a simmer and let it cook without stirring the pot until the mixture is reduced into size and it's creamy and silky smooth. How long does that take? 40 minutes. What? Is that is that like a homemade recipe or is homemade that like how recipe. they actually do it? Okay. I Googled 
I Googled, how do they make condensed milk? And you know how when you Google a question, they say like people also ask. So I, I Googled, how do they make condensed milk? People also ask how the, <laughs> how the condensed milk are made. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Only, only literature snobs and writers would find that funny, Chris. Right? <laughs> We've got two of them on here. So it's maybe, it's, maybe it's because, you know, condensed milk is so popular in Southeast Asia. Oh, are you, so you're making fun of how they speak English? I'm a Southeast Asian. I mean, it's, you know, like it's kind of this <laughs> modified okay, English. Yeah, it says Southeast Asian people also ask how the condensed milk are made. How the condensed milk are made. Water has been removed. It's most often found with sugar added in the form of sweetened condensed milk. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like Elmer's glue. Anyway, I don't. I'm, I, I think it would be pretty good in Milo if I, I do believe. But like not half a can. What did you say? Well, Kuma said, so I made the meatloaf, but made a bunch of changes, the main one being to use condensed milk and evaporated milk. And that gave me the natural sticky glaze DC Ooh. mentioned. Mm. You so. could just use ketchup. <laughs> you could just do the thing that a human would do with ketchup on there. I mean, it sounds cool. Anyway, if you wonder why we're not getting into the meat of Recipe Club... Since the pandemic began, and maybe in my entirety of my life since cooking school, right, where you actually have to follow a recipe or you will get deducted points. Since cooking school, for sure, maybe. I've never followed a recipe exactly. This is the, maybe the first recipe in my life I followed exact. It was beautiful. And now I understand I mean, why people follow recipes. I get it. Yeah. It would be really hard not to follow this recipe exactly. So, all right, before we get into it, let's let's talk about what we're what we're doing today. We're, you know, this season on Recipe Club, we're doing listener submitted recipes and this time we were working with wine. We specifically asked for wine drinking recipes, not wine cooking recipes here. Rachel chose this on our our draft episode. Do you guys have general thoughts on the genre of wine cocktails? I guess Jordan, our, our producer, says that you look stupid if you Google wine for drinking recipe, but you still get 388 million results. <laughs> <laughs> are there, are you guys have general thoughts on wine as a mixed drink? I'm going to just say, you know, typecasting Rachel here. Oh, no. I know you've done this before. Every alcohol episode, he typecasts me. Yeah, because... I think you're not a fan of any mixed wine drink. That is not your <laughs> cup of tea. Just like Chris Yang always has a case of Sierra Nevada in his fridge to look cool. <laughs> this is the same. Yeah, Chris. At least he's consistent in his false criticisms. Indeed. Am I right? You're not, yeah. a, you're not a wine, mixed wine. If you're going to drink wine, it's in and of itself, right? Pure. Yeah, I feel like that's that's definitely true. But if I have, if someone gives me like a bottle of wine that I don't want to drink, you know, that's maybe a little bit crappy, then I don't want to waste it. I'll definitely just mix it with like soda water or something, make kind like some kind of spritzer thing. So that's the extent of my wine mm. cocktail making, I think. I personally have had more wine. I've, this combination, I've had more wine cocktails than actual wine in my life. Wow. Really? And yes. I think I've had more wine spritzers than any actual aggregate amount of wine, pure wine in my life. Where did life. the bulk of this wine spritzer consumption go down? Are you, are you drinking less? Is that why, like you're, that's an, a way oh, to no. drink less? I mean, after I started, st like basically stopped drinking oh, whiskey no. and beer after service or at work, I would just uh, give me the worst. I want to go to restaurants too. I would just say, can I get the cheapest glass of white wine? And a glass of ice. And if they wouldn't make me a wine spritzer, I'd just make it myself. And I, mm -hmm. it was just, it's, it's extremely refreshing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's alcoholic Gatorade. Okay. So I spoke to, I spoke to today's recipe contributor, uh, a woman named Nikita Claver, a Canadian from Toronto who <laughs> wrote in originally and said her recipe is for margarita sangria. And, and Rachel, you were drawn to this immediately. I don't know if this is what drew you to it, but this was her very brief description and step-by-step uh, -step process all in one. You take uh, one and a half cups of tequila with a full bottle of dry white wine, orange juice, lime juice, orange and lime slices, and a few cilantro stems. Mix everything in a pitcher, chill, and serve. This is very strong, and the last time I brought this to a potluck, everyone blacked out. 
So was it the ingredients, the instructions, or the description that drew you to this recipe, Just that description just made me so happy. You know, it was so, so succinct. Everyone blacked out. I just thought it was really funny, and we had to do it. And a lot of the other recipes, to be honest, were... um, There are weirdly a lot of warm alcohol recipes, like hot, hot drinks. Spiced wine, spiced wine with clove. Yeah, a Mm. lot of spiced things. And I just, it's not really the season for me right now. So this really was attractive because it seemed super refreshing and just had a great, (laughs) a great head note. Uh, So I spoke to Nikita. I got a little bit more detail on on this um, blackout party. She said that this was like right after college, I guess. She was invited to a potluck with six or seven people that she didn't know very well. And I said, so what was this blackout situation? So she brought a double batch of this margarita sangria to the party. And she said that within within an hour of people drinking it, they were all skinny dipping in broad daylight. At which point she was like, I got to get out of here. People are going to be mad. And then she just ghosted them. And I asked if she ever, if she still hung out with them. Wow, like, I love this person. No, they didn't really yeah. talk to me. Oh my yet. god, I love this person so much. <laughs> Nikita, amazing. That is just I I want to aspire <laughs> to do this. <laughs> so great. Uh all right. So, Dave, last time I think you were you were sort of characterizing people who drink bloody marys like what types of people there are. You guys got a beat on who sangria drinkers are generally speaking? Young college kids coming yes. back from Spain on a year abroad that tells all their friends, look, come over to my dorm room or my off-campus apartment. I'm going to make you a tortilla española. Oh, my gosh. Dave is, Dave have is you ever had chorizo? Me. Oh, no. <laughs> tortilla española. And they have a giant pitcher of sangria. And they're like, dude, my, my, uh, my, uh, my mother that I stayed with in Spain, she would make this all the time. This is the exact same recipe. And... <laughs> That's basically my host mother. This every morning. <laughs> uh, and I'll be honest. I've been to Spain a bunch. I don't think I've ever had sangria in Spain. What? <laughs> yeah, I've never had. Maybe when I was in college, and you, um, you know, you go to a tapas bar and they give you sangria. But I don't think people. I, I wonder. Do Spanish people actually drink sangria? I mean, I don't know. I, I guess like I. I don't know if Spaniards drink sangria, but do you? Do you guys? Drink? I think their wine is pretty good. You know, like sangria. I feel like is a thing that I did when I was a college kid because we couldn't afford good wine, and so yeah, that's the whole idea. You know, it made it taste better. But like, if you just, yeah, I guess this is back to Dave's point. I would rather drink wine most of the time. Are you so is sangria a drink? Okay, so college kids, but like. Is it because you're supposed to get drunk on sangria or is sangria supposed to be more like a classy or not wasted cocktail? I don't know. Chris, I don't think there's anything you classy about sangria. <laughs> Dave says there's nothing classy about sangria. That's like saying a Trans Am's an exotic, beautiful car. Just, <laughs> oh, you know? El, an El Camino is a beautiful truck. It's just it's not. Well, let me back up. Is this sangria the, the, the alcoholic beverage? equivalent of paella that you eat paella every meal oh, interesting i think more spanish people eat paella than drink sangria if i yeah. you go to expatica.com sangria although sangria has become an international symbol of spanish culture along with flamingo paella and bullfighting it is not very popular with spaniards <laughs> on contrary this fruity refreshing drink is mainly served to tourists boom <laughs> done and having said that sangria is a great choice for house parties during the hot summer months house parties meaning frat parties it's basically, yeah, yeah, a house party is a frat party. It's been a while since I've been to a house party. Anyway, I think we we did it. We did uh we did uh our job. We, we, <laughs> we, we did our. You identified the group that drinks it, college kids, and the group that doesn't drink it, the people who invented it. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and we identified the host mothers. The host mothers. <laughs> but have to make it for the tourist. Every time a tourist expat student. We ate paella every day during sangria for three and a half months. <laughs> but this 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 sangria recipe was not something I was anticipating. No. <laughs> I mean, okay, well, who has made sangria recently or at all? I think the last time I made it when I was like 19 or 20. Do you remember anything about it? No, those days. Yeah. Oh, it's all a blur. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I think that my general sangria making process was like pour a bunch of wine into a like one of those big Gatorade things and then pour a bunch of like as like a lot of liquor and then just keep adding fruit juice until you couldn't taste the liquor. That was like my sangria what recipe. What was the liquor though? In the sangria. Uh, what was my liquor of choice back then? Cuz I don't oh. actually remember putting liquor in sangria. Like I just remember it being wine. Sugar, a lot of sugar. Yeah, sugar. And and, and citrus. And, like, cut up apples and stuff. Oh, apples! I forgot about the manzanilla. Red apples. And then you eat the fruit at the bottom, and yeah, then you, you eat... get that's when it hits you. You're like, oh no, I'm too drunk. <laughs> I do right. remember in college there were some griot with grain alcohol. Right. Oh God. I think you had like triple sec grain alcohol. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, come on, it flowed, flowed like water at Trinity College. <laughs> flowed like water. That's, that's I, I, I just recall, I, I actually do know the exact last time I had sangria. For sure in a restaurant. Oh. And probably was the last time I actually had it. Uh, 1999. 71 Clinton <laughs> Fresh Food at, seven, at Wiley Dufresne's first restaurant. Oh my gosh. Arguably one of the most important restaurants and best restaurants of all time. Changed the Lower East Side. When you would walk in, it was a small dining room. And I mean this, you'd sit, you could see Wiley with his big chops. He had huge sideburn chops mm -hmm. back then. And they had a small bar where I think Tona was at. But anyway, in the center of the bar was a giant like glass bowl. And it was a wine punch. I don't think they call it a sangria, but it was a wine punch. And it was like the house punch. We should ask Wiley to correct us or me. But I believe that was sangria and I would have that there. That was the last time I've ever had sangria. It was a it was a three and a half foot graphics bowl, <laughs> fruit punch. Uh, maybe not hard. Maybe you had. I think you had peach schnapps. I remember having peach schnapps. That's what peach schnapps is for. It's sangria. Yeah, <laughs> disgusting. Or like triple sucker. Yeah, like I feel like to me this recipe, like the te the tequila was a interesting thing to me that that it was spiked with tequila. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so talk us through your your experience of this one. Yeah, so I squeezed a bunch of fruit. I actually just made half the recipe because I thought I'm too old to black out and there's only two of us. <laughs> there's I'm only two of us here out. and I just felt like, you know, half a recipe would be good enough. So um, squeeze the limes, squeeze the oranges, mix the stuff together. I think when I drank it, oh, I also didn't wait to chill it. I just put some ice cubes in it and then I, I drank it because I didn't want to wait. Um, but I feel like the first sip, I was a little bit just like underwhelmed, you know, like I just thought like, oh, oh, OK, this kind of <laughs> tastes like slightly worse wine. Um, and I think that I was expecting like a margarita flavor, you know. So, because the the sort of tequila and lime juice combination, like the sense memory is so strong. Like I was expecting a margarita and then I, and then I drank it and then it was more like, just like adulterated wine. So I was like, oh, I don't know about this. It's, it seems fine to me. But then I just kept drinking more of it and like realized like the actual brilliance of it is that it is like so drinkable and it's really good, you know? And it's like not too sweet which is, I count as a plus, you know, sometimes sangria is just like so horribly sweet and you can just really drink so much, like so much of it so fast. And it's like so delicious and like really refreshing. And, and I could see how a whole party could black out and go skinny dipping. I, I, um, I'm so happy that you revealed the name of your memoir you've been working on in Wyoming here on Recipe Club. Too old, too old to black out. It's a great title. <laughs> I'm so excited. That's my rap album. <laughs> you finally finished it. Chang, how'd it go for you? I was so happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately measured it to the milliliter. Oh my God. Everything, was, everything was perfect. Uh, Standing I, I was so shocked. And uh, the one thing that I, I, I didn't anticipate was I'm the only thing I've ever measured limes i don't know how much lime comes out of one lime because i've never yeah. juiced a lime yes i was i did not have enough limes to garnish my glass because i juiced all my limes mm -hmm. secondly mm -hmm. i was not a fan of the cilantro uh, garnish on the glass i didn't put it in i didn't put the stems in because i didn't want to like chew on it so i i did think it was a nice flourish because if i was a 20 year old 
student abroad coming back, I, I would show my friends, look how sophisticated I am. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's like getting a framed uh, poster from that you get off uh, on a campus bookstore and you frame it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the same thing. <laughs> You know what like I'm talking a about, Chris? Fellini movie. Yeah. 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 So whatever. Yeah. Right? Or a Guinness poster. <laughs> With the two cans. Yeah. <laughs> With the two cans. Oh my God. Uh, I, I always love that. Or uh, like Toulouse the... Lautrec. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or some poster of Gustav Klimt. <laughs> you know, it's the same regardless of the age. When I was and, in college, actually, just a pause, um, my roommates and I, one year I was like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we just like, pretended that we were a room full of like frat boys and so we got all these posters of like women's breasts and like those like dangly chili pepper lights and like a big corona kind of inflatable thing and a graphics bong (laughs) (laughs) no you know what another side note i remember what going into uh i think i was a sophomore we went to a a senior's off-campus apartment party and i remember turning to my friend being like oh my god these guys are so sophisticated. All their all their art is framed. <laughs> God, it's so cool to be a senior. <laughs> so, instead of just like oh, scotch tape or thumbtacks and like your poster would inevitably fall down in the middle of the night someday. All their pictures just... were in frames. It was just unbelievable. You know, that's yeah. uh, that's how you know you're grown up. It's when you go to like somebody's like <laughs> off campus house apartment for the first time, you're like, whoa, they're adults here. <laughs> There's no futon in this place. It's crazy. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, my God, they're putting cilantro in the same room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're exactly. so mature. Why. I think Have you the guys had the sangria flourish. before? Is, is, <laughs> is, is exactly that. It's equivalent of having a Guinness post with two cans on it framed. So I think it's unnecessary. Unfortunately for me, I did not have I, my ice machine is currently not working, so I had to chill it. And I actually mm. had to follow the recipe exactly how it was made. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I did add a little extra orange juice. I didn't. I had a little extra orange juice, and when I tasted it, chilled. I have to be. I have to say, I was not prepared for it. I thought it was just going to be overwhelmingly tequila. Mm. Mm. It wasn't at all. No, that that was crazy. It, it felt like <laughs> you know something where you threw like there's some magic hole, and I threw whatever it into, and it went to another universe because all the booze flavor of the tequila. Shout out Trader Joe's. I got the Trader Joe uh, tequila <laughs> and the cheapest $4.99 bottle of white wine. That's Trader like, Jose's. You, yeah, Trader Jose's. It was unnervingly balanced. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tasted it. I was like, oh. what I liked about this, and I said this into the camera and recording it. I when if I drink, the last time I had a margarita was in San Francisco with Chris when we had to film the next day at uh, Orange Barbecue. I was so hungover. Yeah. <laughs> but I, if you drink margaritas, you're sort of getting after it. I'm not a big yeah. margarita drinker. I don't even use the the shorthand phrase margs. Like, I just hate it. <laughs> come over, come over <laughs> the house and drink some margs. What, just, it's not that hard to use the full fucking word. Margs and quack. Margs. I, honestly, I have to question my friendship with some of my is, friends. Like, margs is perverted. That is a horrible yeah. margs. phrase. No, yeah, no, margs. Can't. Come over, man. I make good margs. No. Yeah. <laughs> And then the blender comes out. I don't like margaritas simply because even a good marg is too sweet. Mm. Too sweet. I, I want it to be on the border of sour. And I felt that the no added sugar to this was a huge plus. And again, basically, this is the difference between a, uh, a sophomore year abroad and a junior year abroad. The sophomore year abroad would have added a lot of sugar. The junior abroad is, ah, I got to step up my game. I'm more adult, less sugar. This felt mm-hmm. like a more mature college sangria, no sugar. And I liked it. I got to say, it's highly drinkable. I think the word is quaff- quaffable is the word, right? <laughs> it's quaffable. It's That's quaffable. very senior year of Yes, you. senior year abroad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't have any ice. I think it would be delicious on ice. And I would even say delicious with some sparkling water. Ooh. As a spritzer. Because Ooh. I will make this again, for sure. I will make this again. Because all you really do is you take shitty white wine, some shitty tequila. Not to say <laughs> that TJ's is shitty, but, you know, you pour it into a thing. You This is another thing. To make the full recipe, you need a big-ass bowl because there's no pitcher that's going to... <laughs> you really can't pour this into a pitcher. Uh, if you do half the recipe, you can. Lime juice, orange juice. 
that's it. It's very tart and the tequila flavor is not there. So I was shocked at all that it tasted like a margarita, not a sangria. So I, I think the, 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 the genus of, of this uh, drink is wrong. Oh, it's a sangria. It's, it's a margarita. It's a margarita. Mm. Chris. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the nomenclature. Wait, you say it's uh, nomenclature. Not, that's it's, it. He yes. says more. Ma- he, he says it's more margarita than sangria. Mm-hmm. Like it should be sangria margarita. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But well, I disagree okay, with so that. Here's, this is interesting because I uh, uh, this segues into my experience because it was my first time abroad. I was an underclassman. <laughs> I've never left. <laughs> the home world before. was a strange and foreign place, but so exotic. And <laughs> I I had to go get my first passport. I had never gotten a passport before, and uh, I was out there trying to make this margarita sangria. And my first impression of it was actually kind of what dave said where i was like this is not a sangria it doesn't taste it tastes like it tastes like you poured some wine into my margarita and so i was like oh let me add some agave syrup to this because i wanted it to be like that cloying sweet sangria thing and it was it was uh i didn't add a lot it was fine i think that i actually think that what dave did by chilling his maybe made it is maybe better because like I had the same reaction you did, Rachel. Like on my first sip, I was like, "This doesn't really taste like anything." And I think that like I added enough ice to my like warm mm, wine and tequila oh no. that like you're adding so much water content to it that it doesn't taste like much. I think chilling it, you're gonna get like a more a drink that tastes well, more like something. Chris, just the moral of the story is you have to learn how to follow recipes. <laughs> so <laughs> oh. I'm always going off book, always messing around. And then I had this. I had a very similar experience. To you, Rachel, also, where my first sip, I was like, ah, I don't really like this. Um, I drink a lot. <laughs> I drink a <laughs> lot of this thing, like a lot. And um, by the end, I honestly don't even remember what I said on on the video. But like, I, by the end, I was like, this is my favorite drink in the yes. world. <laughs> yeah. This is the yeah. greatest cocktail that's ever been made. Let's go skinny dipping. Like, it was like, it is... I don't know. Like when, when Dave says it's unnerving, I think it yeah. is unnerving because mm-hmm. you you look at this thing and you're like, this recipe measures tequila by the cup. <laughs> by the fucking so cup. The, the only recipe I've ever encountered in my life, especially one that I made that mixes the metric system and the imperial system together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it's a chosen one recipe. It's like a Harry Potter, Star Wars. It's the special. It's, 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 no, it unites the, the clans. It does it's, everything. It's Jon Snow. He's it's yeah. half dragon. <laughs> I hear this fucking thing. I couldn't believe it. And then you're like, this is crazy. This is a concoction of a like. This is literally a recipe written by a 21 year old. And then mm. you taste it and you're like, what the hell is this? Some kind of like genius? Is this some kind of prodigal prodigy like? mixologist it was it's it's kind of wild i don't know do you, okay so Ch- chang didn't really want the cilantro garnish i couldn't figure out what to do like what what its place was did you like it rachel i liked it i just put it in my cup because eli has that soapy thing you know the cilantro soapy thing so i just put a few stems in my cup from my disgusting cilantro bunch in my fridge that's all like slimy and stuff i rinsed it off and i put it in and i just liked it for the you know like when you kind of tilt your head back to drink it you can smell it i don't know that it added much but i thought it was cute added some cuteness which you can't discount cuteness hey are you i'm a i'm of the same school but chang if you're when you have a bag of cilantro in your fridge and it does that slimy thing that rachel's talking about like but just on the bottom Mm-hmm. Are you a rinse and use or are you a toss? Well, it's, it's a well-known thing amongst the chefs at Momofuku if they would uh, have us a sous chef that uh, hadn't met me and they're making a dish and I come by <laughs> and I, I, this happened quite a bit. There are two flavors that they know that I am not necessarily the biggest fan of, but I can have a very sensitive palate towards cumin and cilantro. Mm. It's not like I dislike cilantro. I feel that it sometimes is too much. Mm-hmm. Do you have the soapy mm-hmm. thing? I do have the soapy thing, yeah. but not as much as say uh, most people. Mm-hmm. Right, mine's maybe just a little bit less. For me, I find that the most flavorful part of the cilantro is not the leaf. I think mm-hmm. that's sort of garbage. It's the stem itself. If you ju- if you mm-hmm. mince that stem, if you chop it very finely, I think that's one of the most beautiful flavors. I love that because it's it's like it's the essence of it's it's like it's like it's the better version of cilantro in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I agree. I would have done that 
And if I wanted to make it more um, fancy, I probably would have just juiced or made a cilantro oil and put that into oh the cocktail. Oh my gosh. Right? Cilantro oil. Right? Or cilantro spritz. <laughs> this guy's a grad student now. Right? right? He's going to smack some tricks. cilantro yeah. and put it in. On top of that, I frame my own pictures. <laughs> I, here's, he's got he's got his Ansel Adams and then he's got his own landscape oh, in the Ansel same Adams, place in the <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ansel fucking Adams. Oh my god. Uh one thing in this recipe that stuck out to me though. Mm-hmm. She calls for a, bo- a full bottle of dry white wine. I feel like every recipe in the world that ever calls for white wine calls for dry white wine. <laughs> Like, do you think that she legitimately was like, this doesn't taste good with like a sweeter (laughs) white wine. You need a drier one. Or is this just like, well, every recipe calls it a dry white wine. So I should too. And did you You guys think about that? You should have asked. You should have asked her. I was was too intimidated by this genius. I was seriously too intimidated. She was just like, I think think she's just a genius. And she knew that dry was the way to go. What, what, What wines did you guys actually go with? Do you remember? I used a Vinho Verde. A vino, you do the vino verde from Portugal. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I think that's a, 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 a beard to lie that she actually knows nothing about wine. <laughs> because it dawned on me from someone that actually knows a bit about white wine. I actually couldn't tell you what the fuck a dry wine actually is. This is what right? I'm saying. Like, what is what the fuck is a dry really? wine? Dry white wine. What's dry? I've never understood that. What's a dry flavor supposed to be? I think. Now, I don't know. There's like, there's using t- that logic, why wouldn't someone say it's a wet? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Why, why is the opposite of dry sweet? It should just be uh, wet. This is like this wine is. I mean, it's like a little bit wet on on my mid palate <laughs> with flavors of limestone. Uh, yeah, there's but there's like all sorts of what wine is, descriptors what is, what that make no sense. White wine. Well, I mean, dry white wine. <laughs> They're all wet. Um, yeah. yeah, but I think like dry versus sweet is useful. Or, you I know, just, just not a, sweet. I just bought a Chardonnay. Like but, buttery is the one word that I think people associate with wine. Oaky is another. Mm-hmm. I can understand. I could probably, you know, identify pretty quickly where. But looking around the Trader Joe's aisle, I, I had no idea what a, a dry white wine it was or is. I still don't know. You know, like the uh, <laughs> buttery and oaky, Dave, like the like. 101 and faking your way as being a, a wine person is like if you're if you're if you don't know anything about wine you like buttery wine but if you know everything about wine you hate buttery wine <laughs> like, <laughs> um well we can everyone can talk about how great this recipe is and how everyone should make it I, I, this I, summer I, yeah i, I think thereby that securing should... me the victory for this mm. season <laughs> careful here dave careful here. Oh, i'm so sorry i said that out loud now dave is gonna go against, gonna no, go against no, me. no i just again she's so much smarter than us <laughs> i feel i feel chris like we're one of those idiots in star wars where you do the whole plan or some kind of movie where you you find at the very end and you discover that you were fooled you you just fell right yeah, into the, someone's hands, but the entire the audience knows. In the Ocean's Eleven movies, yeah. we're the bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel now really uh, bad that I'm sure the audience listening was like, "You guys are so dumb." Rich is only just sucking you in, so you guys will vote for her. And I think they're right. It actually completely did not dawn on me until that exact moment when you said, when you revealed your <laughs> plan, it Rachel. Su- it wouldn't surprise plans. me knowing Rachel that she took out an insurance policy so she could go to the Las Vegas gambling pits and have <laughs> odds that, oh, I'm going to have Dave Chang say he finally made a recipe exactly as the recipe states. <laughs> right. She's got a betting slip for no Dave's going to love her. It's messed yeah. up. <laughs> Uh, wait, I didn't ask you guys this. My, my last question, because Nikita said everyone blacked out. How much, how much did you guys actually drink, and um, how did you feel? Um, I don't know. I drank maybe a quarter of this recipe, and I felt great. <laughs> I, I drank it. Well, you know, I was I made dinner, and uh, felt great. Yeah. What about you, Chris? I I drank like six glasses in conce- in succession, and then drunkenly order zanku chicken <gasps> did you eat it without your shirt off 
<laughs> I mean, I don't want to get my shirt dirty, Dave. You suggest a better way to eat drunkenly Zanku chicken. Wait, did you? Um, I mean, yeah. so this is Rachel, 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 this is a good story. <laughs> we talked. I can't remember where we we, we let the world know, uh-huh. but uh, I would say midway through the pandemic, when Chris and I were filming something in LA, and uh, we were just so hungry. And we wanted to get something to eat. We're in the SGV, but every place was closed. Mm-hmm. Also, partly because COVID was like roaring and um, couldn't get any. We we legitimately spent like 90 minutes trying to find any place that wandering, was open wandering or that had to have outdoor seating. Couldn't find any place. I so vaguely I said, remember this unless it's a different time, but keep going. We said, okay, you know what? We gave it our best shot. Yeah. I'm going to go home. Chris is going to go back to his oh, hotel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I found out the next day. You know, Chris is telling me, oh, my God. I was like, what happened? I, I ate a whole Zanku chicken by myself without <laughs> oh my, my shirt God. on watching television. <laughs> and he didn't have any utensils. So, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This might have actually been a different night, but was this the same <laughs> night, uh, Chris, that you, you peed on a tire? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not like, okay, just, I, I want to so be you, clear. Did you pee on a tire? Is this similar to like Tom Hanks trying to recreate how to become an adult again? I just, or I wanna, small again? You, were you trying to find that golden, uh, the, the toy machine? <laughs> I want to, I want to be clear here. It's, it's, to me, it is a, a redeeming fact that both of these things happened on the same night. If it was just like, no, no, Rachel, that was just another <laughs> night that I peed on a tire. I, I, I can function as a, as a upstanding human and eat with my clothes on. But like Dave said, when you're drinking Margs, you're going after it. Yeah. When I'm going to do something stupid, I'm going to get after it. Well, I want to know, did you pee on your own tire or a stranger's tire? It was my own tire. <laughs> But I thought it was a rental car. It was a rental car. <laughs> yeah, so it's someone else's tire. I opened the tired. door as a privacy screen. Anyway, <laughs> none of that happened. This is the, that night is not on trial today. This is about the margarita. Defending your life. <laughs> uh, when you no, were trying to get in the pearly gates of heaven, there will be a video of you doing this. <laughs> I did pull this. I did pull this great move though, which Dave Chang is a proponent of and uh, pulls on me all the time. There were three of us um, staying in the house where we were uh, working on some major domo recording stuff and making this video for the margarita sangria. And I was drunk and I wanted to order Zanku chicken. And I looked around and one one person was vegan. So I had to order some falafel that was already affecting mm-hmm. my order. And then I looked at the other person. I was like, hey, are you hungry? He said, no, no, no. I already did. <laughs> but I was like, but you might eat anyway, right? <laughs> so I ordered Second dinner. food for three people. He didn't touch any of it because... To his point, he had already eaten and didn't want to order any food, but I took that to mean I should order a whole chicken, two Lula kebabs, hummus, Ooh. garlic sauce, Ugh, rice, and ate. And the, yeah, no, the, no, the, the vegan was a, like, "Come on, man! You actually stop, Chris. You're not really being truthful enough <laughs> about this move." What? Oh no! Actually, there is another part of this. The, the part is, you knew full well that this person wasn't going to order, but you were excited. Mm-hmm. You were actually yeah. excited the moment they told you, "Actually, I'm not hungry because yeah. I already ate." That yeah. your ears perked up. You were excited. You know why? <laughs> you know what, you it gave you full license to order more food without feeling bad yeah, about 100%. yourself. You know what it's the equivalent of? It's the equivalent of having a baby in the back seat and being like, "Carpool lane, baby!" <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Or I was going to say, like, you know, when they give you, like, the three sets of cutlery, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. That's There's right. three There's people three eating. Yeah. The vegan was like, I said, how many falafel can you eat? And he was like, four. And I was like, okay, eight. <laughs> <laughs> so to be a member of the Big Boy Asian Club, you have to consume triple the quantity of a normal adult for dinner. If you if your takeout order comes and you have any less than three sets of utensils, then you're out of the club. <laughs> well played. Uh, all right, so we've already advocated for this recipe strongly enough. I I think oh, I to be honest, I only had two sips this morning. Oh, this oh, morning you just made it. I made it, uh, and I didn't drink it last night mainly because I don't drink that much anymore, uh, and I wanted to have it chilled because I did have a taste of it when I was room temp, and that mm-hmm. was honestly extremely bad. Mm-hmm. Don't ever no. taste this room temp or warm. <laughs> ever. Yeah, don't don't it's warm like, it. It's like one of those like things that are like, this is poisonous if not cooked. 
<laughs> sangria is poison. Remember, you're chilled. drinking spiced wine to not taste the wine or anything else, right? <laughs> so anything that is warm in room temp that's a wine is a bad, bad, bad idea, I think, with other shit in it. So uh, I, I just had two sips, and then I put it put it in some cork containers, and it's now going to be there. It's going to be maybe shelf. I wonder how shelf-stable it's going to be. Because there's so much liquor in there. Mm-hmm. But with the regular orange juice, I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to see if I can grow some mold or not. <laughs> Tune in. All right. So the experiment continues. Tune in for the exciting <laughs> conclusion to Dave's mold experiment. Uh, we will share Nikita's recipe on our Discord server and in our newsletter. You'll see... <laughs> Dave, also, Rachel, and oh, myself. Oh, oh, I won't tell you one more thing. If you wanted to do is post grad, how you know how mature PhD. you are, PhD mm-hmm. level. So in the in the, I put it in a big metal bowl. I don't know if I filmed this part, but overnight after you, after you let it chill, it naturally clarifies. Whoa! Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It naturally clarifies. So you could theoretically do this where it looked like a glass of wine. This is for Wiley Dufresne. If he's listening. So all the sediments naturally because gravity works, right? You know, because yeah. gravity works. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Einstein theory. Science is real. You know, space time. Anyway, gravity pushes the sediments of the orange juice and the lime and the pulp down. And what you're left with is an infusion of all that stuff. Oh so you have gosh. the distillation of, you know, it is the, the purest form, the platonic ideal of the blackout margarita sangria. And I took a ladle full and I tasted that. And I said, wow, that's like a consomme. But if I put it back into a wine bottle, you would have no idea that it wasn't wine. So that's all I'm trying to say. That is, that's some postdoctorate. I'm trying to, you know, get a scholarship, you know, fellowship to one of those smart people things that they get. (laughs) This is is literally how people start. That's it. This is literally how people start wine forgery scams. I know. Wait a minute. If I put this back in the wine bottle, no one will know the difference. Well, if you do that, you should float the cilantro oil on top for sure. Mm, Somebody mm. should do it and post it on Discord, which, and I still, I just still don't know what Discord is. We're going to start selling uh, specifically cilantro automatizers. (laughs) All right, so look out for a bottle of fat-washed blackout margarita sangria <laughs> in your local mini mart and uh, our atomic at cilantro at Albertsons. At excuse Albertsons. me, at Albertsons next to the JoJo's. Nikita uh, needs a cut, obviously. <laughs> so, no, this no, is a no. We'll just give her a lot of this, so she will never remember. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you'll see the video of Rachel, Dave, and myself making this. Um, you'll see me progressively get drunker and drunker um next week my next thing oh yeah we will we're sorry. getting there, okay, getting there. Yeah. Just interrupted i was about to introduce so next week's priya krishna episode but rachel won't even let priya on the show anymore. oh my god i'm so sorry can we just afraid. do that can we just kick priya out completely <laughs> oh no next week may or may rachel? not be here would rachel would you do that rachel if you could just what? take over all of priya's recipes would you just do it and just no. do double duty i respect priya She's typing into the chat. Yes, yes, I would. Interesting. Okay. Oh my gosh, Priya, this is how they very interesting hit women against each other. This is the patriarchy. You I won't guys, accept. You guys are fighting yourselves against each other from the beginning. Uh, Rachel, yes, you will be with us soon again, and you need to make your choice between seaweed, plantains, hummus, and spinach. What's it going to be? Ugh. Oh no. Ugh. What do you mean? Oh no! You 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 chose all. You wanted. Seaweed. I know, but you now they all it? seem so much harder than wine. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone um, wants to send in a seaweed sangria recipe, um, hummus. Hummus, and remind me: did we, did we decide we want recipes for hummus? No, we for want hummus. recipes with. Oh, you want recipes for hummus? For hummus, not like yeah. Things you can do with hummus. Yeah. <laughs> I I I believe there is a recipe for a chocolate hummus. <laughs> Oh, I've seen that. I believe it's on a menu. Have you had it? I I think we should try to make it. That's all All right. Somebody send in a chocolate hummus recipe. I've seen this too. Dave, you can send it to me. What if it's good? What if it's bad? I mean, it's going to be bad. (laughs) What what if the sun comes up tomorrow? Chocolate hummus. You can actually buy (laughs) it. No other. The boar's head makes a chocolate hummus. Oh, no. This is a trend. Oh, no. I'd rather have. Yes, chocolate hummus. Uh, the top result is a couple's co- a couple cooks. Wait, is it sweet? I'm gonna quickly look at it. Oh man, it looks so bad. 
It literally looks like um, poo poo with a strawberry in it. <laughs> looks like poo poo. Yeah, it's like oh, poo poo after no. you eating strawberries. Um, okay, well, okay, okay. <laughs> 15 ounce can of chickpeas, one half cup of tahini, one half cup maple syrup, one half cup of cocoa powder, one teaspoon vanilla extract, one quarter teaspoon of kosher salt. Mix well. Puree. Just mix the chickpeas. Puree, puree it. <laughs> yeah. Mix it's it and then mix chunky. everything in. So no, I'm going to take it back. Do oh. not make this recipe. <laughs> All right, uh, so don't send it in. Don't send in a chocolate hummus recipe, or maybe do. We'll see. Who cares? Maybe we'll drink some sangria and then do it. Um, give, give this podcast five stars wherever you can, anywhere. Especially if you're in Wyoming. Yeah, please. If you're in Wyoming, tell a friend about Recipe Club and. I think in Wyoming, you could probably drink this and drive. (laughs) They don't even sell liquor in grocery stores. When I lived in Wyoming, I swear to God, this was 1999. You could have uh, pick up your beer to go at a to-go store. It was awesome. And you could drink, you could actually drink a beverage in the car if you were a passenger, I believe. These are all uh, things that were told to me. I don't know if they're true or not. (laughs) You can just drink and drive in Wyoming. Uh, No chocolate hummus. No drinking and driving, please. No, definitely. For the record, that was a joke. Maybe. (laughs) Yes. All right, we have to stop. We got to stop.